It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the pre-Worcester midweek edition. I'm Alan Deegan, and on the line I've got William Davis. Good evening, Alan. Hi, William. You were at the press conference today where uh, Jimmy Duffy and Jared Butler were, were uh, telling us all about what's coming up. Yeah, we had a we had a chat about the three interprovincial games that have just been played, and then we looked ahead to Worcester. Um, I think you know, there's a lot of rugby f- for Connacht at the moment for all sides. So they're just, you know, they're they're moving pretty quickly from game to game. Um, I think they were disappointed with the way the Munster game went, and particularly aspects of how the the, the match was lost. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they both brought up Leinster a couple of times. I'd say that is still uh, frustrating them, and I know professional players have to park this stuff. For, any sports person has to park losses, but I think that's a re- there's a real realization that that's one that got away, and obviously if they beat Ulster and Leinster, it would have made the, the you know the potential loss to Munster a bit more palatable. But Worcester are the opposition at the weekend now, and um, we'll we'll talk in a little while as to as to what's involved in that because obviously in, in European rugby there's a lot of pools, but uh, let's listen to what they had to say. Jimmy, are you looking at uh, those three games? I suppose you're looking at them separately, but you also have to look at them maybe in the round and just examine each performance. So overall, was that a, a good little session of interpros, or would you like to come out with a bit more? Um, I suppose every time you'd like three, three for three, it'd be the big one for us. But um, look, I think we, we we started pretty well, and, and we felt we, we could have got something more maybe out of the, the Leinster fixture. Um, and then obviously Munster on the weekend, we were we were all disappointed, but. Um, on a whole, we, we kind of when we reflect, we're probably we're happy with where we are and, and the direction we're moving in. So for us, it's been about building a bit of cohesion in the group, um, try and build a bit more depth in the squad, and then get some get some young guys some experience and, and obviously pr- produce a performance as well. So um, so yeah, relatively happy. Would have been happier with 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 a couple of wins, but um, but yeah, not not too disappointed. Was it a case that uh, obviously the yellow card? caused a fair bit of disruption. You were under pressure when that came and they scored three tries, I think, in the period. That it was, was that a disappointing return? Do you, do you, would you expect to have a better structure in place to deal with the yellow card? Would you have expected it to be not quite as bad as that, although you're, you're under pressure for it? Um, well, I, would, I wouldn't say no. We, we'd always plan contingencies. Obviously, you don't want to plan for, for, the, for the fact that you would have one. You just have to adapt on the fly and, and, and see... Um, and see, can you come out of it as best you can? But uh, look, it's something we would practice. You know, we don't intentionally go out and say well, if there's a player off the field. Um, but you do have contingencies in place. And yeah, look, it was disappointing. But I think the reality is you're playing a quality side, and you're going to need full bodies to match full bodies, and you're going to have to be at your optimum to to compete. And I think that's where um, Munster are a really good team, and you know they put us put us under a lot of pressure during that period. So it's a big learning for us. Um, you know, one that we've we've spoken about, um, but what one we'd like to put right for this weekend. Few younger players came on in, in that game, and they, they've been integrated into the squad in the last couple of weeks. But was that as you're talking about a learning curve? Was that that was pretty steep? They they know now what the Thoban Park experience and Munster when they're on the the charge are like, and that must stand them in good stead going. Yeah, forward. most definitely. Like we say, Conan Conan O'Donnell had been involved with us two years ago. It was um, 2015, 16, had a foot injury last season, so didn't get to play much minutes. But uh, someone that impressed us uh, a lot over that time, um, Young Killing Gallagher coming in as well. 
you know, um, you know, he's, he's in the academy now and and uh, did really well with the Irish under twenties. Um, and he's played in a couple of European games and done very very well. And then young Paul Boyle coming in as well. So, um, kids with, with with a lot of potential and, and guys we're going to invest in in the next in the next couple of years. But it's important that they're available for you at a you know when you're playing tough games one after the other. You, you need a big, you need the biggest amount of squad and the, the least amount of injured players that that, that you can have. Uh, most definitely, look, it's it's um, I say it's fairly attritional. I, I can't remember the last time there was three inter pros in a row, um, which are always which are always big battles, and uh, it's going to take its toll physically on on a, on a squad. But um, look, I don't think there was there was any player in the squad. I think they, if anything, the injury list shrinks during that period. People want to be on the field and they want to perform and they want to play in the big games on, in in front of the big crowd. So, look, it was in a, a good time for everybody. Three weeks is it was, uh, three three interesting weeks. Um, but yeah, great, pretty pretty enjoyable time. Looking forward now to the weekend, back into Europe to um, a very important game, massive game, sort of sets up the whole group if you can win it. Mm. Um, home quarter final, potential then of a home semi final if you win the quarter final. I know that's getting ahead of it, but yeah. you've got to be thinking this. This is it's not quite season defining, but Europe offers a really good route to something. Yeah, it definitely does. Look, we've we've performed pretty well in Europe. Um, it's it's kind of given us a spark on a number of occasions to to, to kick on and and you know our performances on field. Um, look, the the boys are just chomping at the bit to to get out in the weekend. It's it's a good Worcester team. Um, they're strong. They've they've hit a run of form. You've uh, Solly has come back in now on a full sorry has has been there as a consultant, but now full time basis and and looks like he's given them a, a good bit of steel there. So. Um, you know they're they're well coached. They've got some big personalities with a lot of experience. So um, we're under no illusions. It's going to be a huge challenge, but but one we're really looking forward to. I suppose it'll de- depend maybe what sort of side they pick. They they don't have a, a, as obvious a route, but it's a home game. They'll want they'll want to win. They've they've probably staved off relegation. As London Irish seem to have collapsed completely. So, but he's not going to. You know we know what Alan's on is like. He's not going to uh, allow. Them to slack off just because they might they mightn't really fancy Europe, is he? Oh, look! I said we've any team I've ever coached that that has has been against that that has been run by Alan is is uh, is always one that's that's going to be pretty tough and physical. They they know what they're doing um, and they're good at it, and uh, you're going to have to be on your mark to uh, to combat that. And that's that's uh, that's one we're definitely looking to do. And will you be? Looking, you'll be looking to get the internationals back in. You'll have a full. You'll be picking. The well, everybody that's not on that injury list is is vying for selection. So it's um, you know, everybody's pushing hard, and we've we've got some depth now, and we've got some bodies returning, and and uh, which is which is good. So it, it gives us some options. Garrett, how did you find the uh, the three inter pros back to back? That's something that's never happened in the professional era, and it's uh, it's probably going to be the way they do it now every year. So it's. Uh, it's really intense stuff, isn't it? It is, and it's really exciting as well. Like every week's, um, there's a really good energy coming into those games. Um, everyone's got different reasons for why they want to perform, and um, you know, a lot of guys are playing guys that they've grown up with playing. Everyone kind of knows each other, and you know, as you know, when you're playing guys, you know you want to make them just as hard. So it's um, you know, it's been a really fun couple of weeks. It's been disappointing sometimes with the results and kind of how things have panned out to a certain extent, but. Really excited now to move into the European game against Worcester. What are you expecting over there? I mean, Connacht's record in England is a bit shaky because the last time they won in England was against Worcester in 2008. Yeah. Um, it's a nice ground. It's pretty. If it's a big crowd, it's quite a passionate place. So, what are you expecting there? 
Um, uh, hopefully it's not too cold. Um, I think last time we played them here, it was a pretty close game as well. So we're expecting something pretty similar. Uh, similar, sorry. They've got a strong forward pack, and um, I think everyone's just excited, looking forward to another opportunity. Is, is Europe different? Does it have a different feel for the whole organisation? Is it a, just a, because you've stepped out of Pro 14 and you've gone? Europe doesn't happen that often. There's only the six games in the in the qualification. Does, does it have a different feel? Um, not really. Um, no, just kind of take it week by week, and every game's another opportunity to perform and try and put your best foot forward. Um, different guys get different opportunities every week, so you know you just want to play your best footy every opportunity you get. Maybe you don't see these teams as often, so you, you don't quite know as much about each other as you would the Pro 14 teams. Does, does that give you a little bit more opportunity on the day to be, you're playing maybe, you're playing more of what's in front of you because the analysis is slightly harder to do? Um, maybe a little bit. I think the coaches do a lot of the stuff behind the scenes as far as the analysis and the direction we're going to be going and we just kind of take it on board and, and try and do it as best as we can. You're looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, really looking forward to it, absolutely. Okay, good stuff from good stuff from the guys there. Um I think they're looking forward to this and I think they they're looking forward to the break from the league, aren't they? Yeah, I think um I think Europe does does provide something slightly different. Um and we we've talked about this before. It's it's just a it, it's just a different setup, you know. Go into two games, and obviously all sides are analysed. But probably we don't know much about Wor- as Worcester as we do about about Munster or Leinster or Ulster or whoever you're playing on a regular year in year out basis. Um, it's got to be said, Connacht's uh, performance and wins in England is <laughs> very is very poor. They haven't won a game in England since they beat Worcester in 2008. 2009. Uh, 2009, we defeated them back-to-back um, at that stage in the same competition. But they've got to feel, I think, that the, this is a winnable game if they can get the strongest team on the, on, on the pitch. Yeah, because um, it doesn't look as though Worcester are necessarily going to put their strongest team on the pitch. Because we saw an article today with um, their director of rugby, uh, Alan Solomon's talking about the fact that you know he needs players to have a rest. But before we talk about that, let's quickly listen to a bit of audio we got from their head coach Carl Hogg, where he he doesn't say he, like he he says he they they want to win, but you still get the impression that they're not taking this as seriously as Connacht might. Yeah, I was looking at tables uh, during the week and my maths isn't the strongest point, but we can s- still definitely qualify now. Like a lot of cup competitions, it's it's about winning your home games. Um, and we know how tough Connacht are. They're a good side. Um, you know, they won the Pro 12 not so long ago. Um, they like to hold on to the ball and they'll apply pressure, but I say we're at home and it's a fixture we're looking forward to. And that's the beauty of European competition is you can get away from the the pressures in Vertecoma of, of the Premiership and you can look to... You can look to expand your game. You can look at different aspects of your game. And I thought the brief game, um, uh, first round in, in in the European Challenge Cup, and we went out and played a little bit more confident, a uh, little bit more rugby, and we got some confidence at the back of that. We took that into the Connect game that you're talking about, and it was a very windy conditions and about minds in the game. We showed a huge amount of resilience and effort out in Connect, and so narrow lost that contest against a good side. And so we've got an opportunity this weekend to. 
to, to go again. No, we'll pretty much go with the, the side that played last Friday night. We've got one or two injuries that we need to manage um, across the piece, but it's very much about giving the guys the opportunity to to react off the back of Friday's disappointment. It's about managing individuals, and, and we'll look at individuals, whether that's a Francois Hocha or a, a Will Spencer or others within the squad. Is, it's what, what's right and appropriate for the team, but also managing the individuals over a long season. OK, that was Carl Hogg, and he's talking about the disappointment of losing. They got a fair hammer at the weekend as well, or on Friday night, where Bath put 46 point on, points on them in six ways. But you get the impression that they might be playing a few young players and, and that they'll be looking to rest one or two of their, their better players, which, again, gives Connacht the opportunity to go out and do something special. Yeah, they're into one of these strange situations. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on at Worcester. Um, director of Rugby Gary Gold has left and gone to uh, work in American rugby. So Alan Solomons, uh, who we've come across many times at, at Ulster and Edinburgh, has been brought in as director of rugby. Uh, Carl Hogg is the coach that we've just heard from. So you've got this thing that's starting to become more prevalent in rugby where you have directors of rugby and you have coaches. And um, there's also stuff going on at Worcester about a takeover. Um, uh, Cyril Duckworth has, uh, is in his 80s now. He's pumped a huge amount of money into a lot of things in Worcester, mm. not just the rugby club. He's mm. done a lot of stuff for charity there, especially working with um, uh, disadvantaged uh, children's charities. But he, he's looking for a way out or he wants to bring new money in. It's all quite confused and a bit messy. It's the sort of stuff that you, you get more of with privately owned or privately financed clubs. Mm-hmm. So... I think their main aim has to be the Premiership. They're in a very... They're at the bottom of the table, nearly at the bottom of the table. They're fortunate that London Irish, who are below them, seem to be in a very poor state, just don't seem to have enough quality players. And it's very hard to see London Irish not being relegated. Look, I'm not saying they can't win on Saturday because they want to win. You want to win home games. It's good for morale. It's good for, for the team. Uh, I mean, Donegal Callaghan played the 80 minutes against Bath. It'd be very hard to see him coming out uh, and playing on Saturday. And he uh, he actually said when we when we were at a press conference after the Barbarians match in uh, Limerick mm. when they played Tonga, he kind of said he was would be happier if they did put a bit more emphasis on Europe. Um, but he said, I suppose the the team management have a different emphasis. So. Taking all that on board, you can overanalyze it to hell. At the end of the day, it's Connick's job. Saturday is in your own hands. Go out and win the game. Play your best rugby. Get your strongest pitch team on the pitch and um, get the job done. Yeah, and talking about strongest team on the pitch, um, we got the injury update again today. And, and the only fresh injury up, uh, fresh injury we have is, is James Cannon seems to have done his shoulder in during the match. We saw when he, he took a big hit. Um, and his shoulder went dead just before half time. It looks as though that's um, that could keep him out for a while. There's no specific time frame on it, um, so hopefully it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, then just I'll quickly run through the the rest of the injuries. So Dennis Buckley's not due back till February at some stage. JP Cooney's still out till April. Um, Andrew Brown might be back um, for the Ionia game because they're talking about mid January. So mid January would be the the Ionia game. So we might see him. Um, Owen McKeown is going to be the end of January 
James Connolly is back this week, so another another player we might see coming back um sooner than we thought. Sean O'Brien's till late January, Jake Keane in April. Steve Crosby is out till the end of January with a, a knee injury. And then Keane Kelleher is another one coming back in. So it's, you know, one bit of bad news with a couple of bits of good news there. So we, we should be able to put a fairly strong side out. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's pretty healthy. And, and I think what you've got to take into account is when the Oyenya match is played, then there's a there's a gap. There's, there's a three-week playing gap. You're not back in action, I think, until around February the 11th, maybe. Mm. So that gives the players coming back a lot of time to still be got ready. Now, obviously, they're not going to be match fit at that stage, but um, it's, a, it's an opportunity that they've only got two more games to play in this section. So in this section of games. So it's looking pretty good on that front. Um and the injury situation is so, so much better than it was this time last year, or even previously. Ever, so I would have said. Ever. Yeah. This is the best we've ever had. So I think it's... Um, they will be putting a strong side out on, on, on uh, Saturday. I think, I think it'll be a very strong side from Connacht. The Oinia game here at home, they could probably do a little bit of mix and match in that and probably go for a strong bench. Interestingly enough, Oinia had a a game that's the sort of thing that you'd only really see maybe in France. They, they, they finished Oinia 35, La Rochelle 38 at the weekend, um, which is <laughs> it's yeah you don't know where these games. I I didn't look at the teams or who played for who, but mm. I can't see they have nothing to play for here, no. and um, it's a bit of a scalp over to here for nothing. So we Saturday is the key game for me and. Um, they're in, I think Connacht are in a decent enough position. And again, they got to take their chances. If they get a chance early on in this game to to get a to get some points on the board, they want to be taking them. That's oh. that's something we didn't see against Munster maybe early on. You know, you've got to convert those chances, and we'll be yeah. hopeful that that'll happen. It's a non-televised match, so it'll be live on Galway Bay FM on the stream with the uh, pre-game show from. 2.30 on goebayfm.ie and it'll be on FM uh, from around 3 o'clock. Yeah, because we definitely want to, or Connacht definitely want to improve a record of 1-2 lost 17 in Europe against English sides across both the, the Heineken Cup and, uh, and the Challenge Cup. So, like, if we do manage to get the win, just, just looking at letting people know where we are in the competition, currently Connacht are on 19 points and in second spot. Uh, with regard to um, seedings, and second spot would mean if they they would get a home quarter final and a strong possibility of a home semi final. Um, if you look at Pool One, it's got Newcastle who are on 18 points, but they'll probably get to 28 points because they have to play NSI home and away. Um, then in Pool Two, you've got Cardiff on 13 points, so they're no threat to Connacht's position. Pow or Poe are on 19 points, um, but they have to go to Gloucester and play away in Gloucester, who are on 16 points, so there's a fair chance they won't get what they need out of that match, um, which again helps Connacht with their looking for their top two spot, uh, top two seeding spot. And then Edinburgh, who are on 20 points, but have the strange situation of having to play Stade Francais home and away in the next two weeks, and that's because they had uh, Krasnoyar in their group and played them a double bill earlier on in the competition. So Connacht under 19 points with Worcester away and Oyenya at home 
should be able to get to at least 28 if not 29 points um, and, and have a top two seeding which means a home semi-final is something that they could be aiming for assuming they they top their pool and, and get a home quarter-final Yeah, it's uh, you've done very well to explain that there Alan I've, <laughs> I've almost managed to follow it um, I, think, I think the key thing is that you know um, the four group winners should have only four out of the five teams can have a home quarter-final Cardiff yeah. Are in a group where they just there's nobody winning enough. Yeah. Um, the secret of this competition really seems to be you need five or six wins. Yes. You just need a load of points, mm. and you need to keep scoring plenty of points. Um, but the prize is good. A home uh, quarter final at Easter. Yeah. If you win that, then you've got a home semi final two weeks later. It's what we did in in 2010. We beat Burgoyne. Yeah. And then Toulon came here for the semi-final mm-hmm. just before it was a Johnny Wilkinson-inspired Toulon. Yeah. I think Sonny Bill did. Sonny Bill Williams was on the bench I, that day. Uh, yeah, he came on the field though. He did play. He did play. Mm. Um, but that was just before they went into the stratosphere of the high end of European rugby. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting to think that you know seven seven eight years ago they weren't they weren't in what was then the heineken cup exactly. they were playing in the challenge cup it's uh it was an epic day in the sports ground both of those games the place was absolutely packed yep um pre-clan stand think, if you remember pre-clan stand yes indeed it, it was a bit rough and ready over on the clan side and i think the thing about it is games like that really do create a buzz around the whole city connect at the time um but did a very good job. I remember the yep. the, the 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 flags on the pr- promenade and all the insult hill and all this sort of stuff. They really got an atmosphere going for that, and I I think it's there again. I think Pro 14 is a different situation because it's it's a game week to week, mm. month to month. But Europe comes along at specific points, and I think it gives them a really they can park this now at the end on January the 20th, know their position. They can leave it then and go back to the Pro 14. They've got plenty of rugby to play in that. But Europe is a focus. It's a focal point for fans. And, yeah, home quarter final here at Easter, That's that would be a tasty event. And big crowd, yep. big excitement, big mm-hmm. buzz. And great for rugby, great for Connacht, and great for all of us. It certainly was. Okay. I think we leave it there. And as you mentioned earlier on, we've, we're on Galway Bay Live, the only place you can hear... Any coverage of the match in Ireland, um, Galway Bay will have the, the coverage on the stream as well. So yourself and Rob will be on commentary and I'll be there in the background somewhere. And uh, we're looking forward to a cracking match. So thanks again, William. Good night, Alan. Bye now.